back. Is it you? It's me. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. That's correct. I'm Nate, and people, they love blood. They love action. Not this talky, depressing, philosophical bullshit. And I'm Terrell, and someone in this camp ain't what he appears to be. What's that? That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Yours? Uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. That's the full title. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a long one. <laughs> but today we're doing a long one by the same filmmaker, Alejandro Iñárritu. Mm-hmm. We're talking about The Revenant. Yes, we are. But first, I mean, you were gone, and it was Comic-Con. Yeah. And we got some new trailers and some new news, so... Uh, yeah, we just kind of got bombarded with a lot this week. Yeah, so a lot uh, a lot to feast on. Yeah, a lot of movie news. Uh, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Yes, he is. In, um, a movie from uh, M. Marielle Heller, who did um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh. Yeah, we really liked that. Mm-hmm. And now she's following it up with, uh, what's it called? Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah. When you no, that neighbor. was the documentary. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Close. Yeah, the, Close there was times. a Mr. Rogers documentary last year in theaters. Mm-hmm. And now just the very next year, they're going to get Tom Hanks to play him in a f- feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Real like... Um... Oscar, going for that. Tom, Tom that Hanks film. only plays real people now, it seems. And not only does he only play real people, he only plays, like, beloved figures. Like Captain Sully and Captain Phillips and <laughs> Mr. Rogers yeah. and... Uh, yeah, those are his last roles. What, ben Bradley. Yeah. I don't know if he's... Yeah, he's beloved. Yeah, he's doing true stories now. It's a little exhausting. Yeah. Controversial opinion. He's not our best actor. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's it. That's it. I think he's overrated. Um. He definitely deserves the, like the title of America's uncle. That's fine. But yeah, he's a sweet guy. I I don't necessarily think of him as our best actor but like yeah because he's, he's not he's i don't did so who gave him that title is that a not a thing i feel like people act like he's like untouchable i think people just really like him yeah he's, he's, he's likable like, he's just a really likable guy and he's i guess really nice and guy. i guess he's gonna use that parlay it for this rogers role yeah um he doesn't sound like mr rogers to me he doesn't look like mr rogers either well he's got the costume but yes, it's, uh, it's Tom Hanks. It's Hollywood. Yeah. And it seems like it's the story about a journalist mm-hmm. writing a story. Like, yeah. I feel like when you do biopics, it's always like the cheap way to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I I probably would have liked another angle uh, to do this biopic of, of Mr. Rogers. Um, it feels a little Disney-esque. But not mm. Disney. Oh yeah, he did Walt Disney also. Yeah, so yeah. It, it has that that vibe to it. 
where it just seems like we know Mr. Rogers was like a nice guy, but like he was also very like political and controversial as well. And I don't know if this movie's gonna touch on that. I feel like it's just gonna be like real like sunshine and rainbows. I don't think he he was controversial. Low key, yeah. I mean like he fought for like PBS to get funding. Other than that, he was just like be kind. Yeah, but, like, there's that story of him, like, pushing, like, um, I don't know. I, I think the character was, like, the mailman. Oh, and he shared, right. Yeah, he's, he shared a pool with him back when that was, like, uh, like uh, yeah, that'll, a... Yeah, that'll probably thing, be like, in it. Like, stuff like that. Also, know, like, in the documentary, he shows that he pressured that actor to remain in the closet, um, which isn't great. Oh. Yeah, hardcore Christian. Stuff um, like that. Pretty boring guy. Mm-hmm. People love the documentary. Brought many people to tears. I found it kind of boring. Um, yeah, he was a nice guy, and his show was super important, and I loved it as a child. Yeah, I watched PBS. Um, kind figure. Maybe they don't make him like that anymore, but... Eh. Yeah. It's, it's, maybe it's just my distaste for biopics. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not that into this it doesn't look bad no it doesn't look bad when i was watching the trailer all like the first thing that came to mind was oh this could have been edward norton oh wow right wait i mean like wait a few years well they probably could like age him up but like it could have been like edward norton yeah but then there's like some death to smoochie comparisons oh maybe like he already did the children's host in like a way different context. Mm-hmm. And like Tom Hanks is way more like his per- celebrity persona is way more closer to like the kindness that Mr. Rogers exudes mm-hmm. way more so than Edward Norton, who it seems everyone thinks is an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he definitely has that reputation. Oh, so that would probably be harder. Though he's a very capable actor, actor and, and yeah. might be able to play against that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Harriet. Yeah, uh, the Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman. Uh, biopic is uh, finally here. A uh, new trailer just dropped. Yeah, why like haven't they made this movie ago? like? Yeah, I don't know. Ever? I don't know. <laughs> Before there, there, there are certain figures in history that still don't have. A biopic about them yeah probably because she's a black woman yeah yeah um but yeah it's just happening um when i first heard about this movie i heard that viola davis was attached to play harriet tubman oh um which was really cool but then she had to drop out for some reason uh to she was like in a contract to do something else shonda rhymes maybe <laughs> shonda's got a lockdown but they got her a uh, widow's co-star yeah. cynthia revo mm-hmm she was great in Widows. Mm-hmm. She was pretty good in Bad Times at the El Royale. And I think those were her only two yeah. movies. She's a Tony Award winner. She's an Emmy Award winner and a Grammy Award winner as well. Yeah, so she is uh, established. And... She's primed for an EGOT if she yeah, gets she... an Oscar for this. I mean, she's playing Harriet Tubman, so... Yeah, this seems like another... She probably has Oscar a nomination in her future. Type of movie. It is coming out in November as well. So right on, right on time. Um, 
cool to see uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in a in a movie. Yeah, I I love him from Hamilton, though he probably won't get to sing in this. Good to see. Janelle Monet. Yeah, she's just everywhere. Yeah, she's in Any the... like important like black film she's gonna be in now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I like seeing her, so I'm not gonna yeah complain about it. Um, oh, I mean, this is TV news, so we don't need to spend time on it. But she's cast in season two of Homecoming. She's gonna lead that show, replacing Julia Roberts as the lead. Uh, so I gotta get you to watch that show now. Is that an Amazon thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say I've never heard of that, but cool. Yeah, we'll watch it. Cool, cool, before cool. Before that comes um, out, I think right now my I the I have my only issue with uh, with the Harriet movie is that it looks clean. It looks intense, though. It looks so clean. And but it's yeah, like, it's an Oscar's Maybe they should have shot this on film or something. Mm-hmm. It just It's just so like clear and... I don't know. Oh, you mean like the image? Yeah, like the image like, of even, it. Okay. And, like, I thought I you meant like the approach. No. Um, yeah. It's, it's very... Yeah. Like, you would think that story would be gritty. Yeah, grittier. And so they would show it that way. Yeah, but it's not shown that way. It's no, it's just very, very pretty. Yeah, for, yeah. It's very for your consideration. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, huh. So, yeah, right now, I guess that's, like, the only thing I picked up on it. So, I mean, we'll we'll see um, down the line how that turns out. Yeah. You know. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Our third trailer, uh, also featuring an important <laughs> real-life figure. Uh-huh. Uh, writer-director Taika Waititi is pl- also acting in this, playing uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Uh, like a reimagined version I think, of Adolf. I think like an imaginary version. Like yeah. I think the, the kid's imaginary friend is hitler right is that... oh that's how it that's the yeah i think hitler's okay. his friend his imaginary friend interesting yeah okay um it looks like a um wes anderson movie it does the fr- the the framing and uh the whimsy yeah the the woods and like yeah yeah um and it's got it's got a good cast Sam Rockwell, mm-hmm. ScarJo, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rebel, yeah, Rebel Wilson. Anyone is else? she? Is she part of? I don't. I don't know if I care about her these days. Uh, also, I'm just thinking of her in that cat fur. What do you think about cats? By the way, you weren't here oh, last she is week. In cats. Um, cats. Looks you love it, right? <laughs> so much. Um, no, cats. It looks like they made a choice. A, 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 a real bold choice like a choice before they knew what it would look like perhaps yeah perhaps and um i don't think that it was the right way to go uh because it looks uh terrifying um there is nothing wrong with uh practicality um and being practical with uh makeup and effects um, everything doesn't have to push the limits of technology because it it doesn't always work out. 
You know, yeah. it doesn't always. It looks like it looks. It looks good, but like good no, bad. No, like, it doesn't. Like 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 it's like it's clean and it's flushed out. Like I I I get it. I I see the technology. I see the fur technology, but it's it's not a good look. No, 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 no. Um, they were better off putting these guys in cat suits and with real fur and makeup like the stage show, I guess. Because if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they've, they've is, made a is new the stage broken show thing. not broke? Um, the stage show is a whole nother <laughs> The stage show is a whole nother thing that I, I saw Cats once. Oh. I saw it with Anthony. Oh, so you're a fan. No. <laughs> I remember as a kid seeing commercials for cats and being like, ooh, I want to go see this. This looks great. And then I went to go see it, and it just wasn't my cup of tea. More of a dog person. More of a dog person. <laughs> yeah, where's dogs? Dogs the musical. <laughs> well, now that they have the digital fur technology, the sky is the limit. Exactly. Do a live action, uh, all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all for trailers, but with Comic-Con, lots of announcements. Yeah. Only from Marvel, it seems. Did we, like, get anything from Comic-Con that wasn't from Marvel? There was, like, other things. Because, like, I pretty much ignored Comic-Con for some reason. Mm. I don't know. I was just, like, wasn't on Twitter. No, you were in Tennessee. I, yeah, I was in Tennessee. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't, like, really paying attention. Welcome and back, then, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh... Then I went on Twitter and they were just like, uh, Eternals, Blade, uh, Fantastic Four. I was just like, wait, what 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 did I miss? What's yeah, going it was on? everything What's at once. It was like everything at once. Um and then I just saw the pictures of Brian Tyree Henry and Kumar yeah. and Tiana um Kumail. What I say, Kumar? Kumel? Kumel. Kumel. I don't know what you said, but it wasn't Kumail, which is his Kumail. name. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you back <laughs> oh my goodness all right um, so let's let's go through this mm-hmm. we got a black widow movie yes that that's our next movie that we're getting from marvel yes that's the, wow. the first of phase four uh this is a long time coming she's dead yeah <laughs> like, um, she died she died i watched it and now i don't know if I care. I mean, I I don't care because she's this, dead. This seems like six years too late. Yeah. Um, but the casting of Rachel Weisz and Florence Pugh is pretty good. Florence Pugh, I now know. <laughs> I now know is a person. I feel like I'd seen her name all the time mm-hmm. and hadn't really seen her. But now that I saw Midsommar. I know that Florence Pugh is one of my people. Yeah. 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 So and that's she, cool. And she's good. Yeah, get that Marvel money. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't care too much about it either. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, More exciting is, uh, well, you already said the cast of Eternals. Mm-hmm. That's exciting because I have no idea what that's going to No idea look like. what that even is. Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, Kumail and the guy from The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. 
And it seems like the comic is pretty out there. Mm-hmm. Not that they haven't adapted pretty out there comics in the past. Thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. But this doesn't seem as comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the filmmaker, Chloe Zhao, I've only seen one of her movies. And it was super small. Didn't feature any Hollywood actors. Um, very grounded. And... Really emo, <clears throat> sorry for my allergies. Really emotional, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe that's what they're going for. But also in space, and they're all gods yeah. giving superpowers to people. Yeah, it's so be cool. Maybe phase four is going to be very spacey. Just seems like a gutsy decision to make that movie. We'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali's gonna be played. Yes, he is, <laughs> and uh, amazing. I saw. I remember seeing um, fan art of Mahershala as Blade like a while ago. So I was yeah, just like it's happening. It's now. been brewing. Yeah, it's been brewing. And uh, Wesley Snipes gave his blessing. Yeah, and I, and they um, they said Mahershala was like, "I want to be Blade," and he was like, "Okay." Yeah, he just asked. I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, right. hey, Marvel, make me Mister Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Are you listening? I put it out into the world. Yeah. Um, they announced the cast of their uh, Shang Chi movie. Right. Yeah, they did. They and they cast their their guy, their 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 protagonist, and uh, his name is Sim Yu Lu. And I've never heard of him before, never seen him before. But uh, he looks great. Fresh face. Fresh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, I checked his page out, his Instagram and stuff, and he seems like a really athletic, fit guy. Like he. Oh, is, I mean, I hope there's a, a lot of... Yeah, he's going to be like, <laughs> about that action. He's going to be ready for it. And that's not coming out to 2021. Yeah, uh, there's a Doctor Strange sequel, which apparently is going to be a horror movie. Very I don't, interesting. I don't believe that. That's going to be a horror movie in the way that Captain America Winter Soldier is a political thriller. <laughs> <laughs> which is to say, it's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, though Scott Derrickson is a horror director, so it makes sense that he is pushing it that way. Yeah. Marvel uh, tried to do a horror mutant movie, and it just never came out. I think that was Fox, New that Mutants, was, and yeah. now Disney owns it, and they shelved it. Yeah, it's and never, I don't know if it's ever going to... It's never going to... It's going to come out on a Disney Plus, probably. Yeah, it was probably bad. Probably. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Because Fox... That's a whole other thing. I think um, it was like the kids from Logan, right? No, because it was like different actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other. Oh, <laughs> for me, the most exciting news. Natalie Portman's back in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Taika Waititi, he uh, also did Thor Ragnarok. And he's, he's coming back for Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. And Natalie Portman's going to be Thor. Yeah, she's going to wield the hammer. Yeah. Jane Foster. Yeah. The... the boring scientist love interest is now going to be uh, lady uh, thor super super powered yeah 
I love her so much. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna and be she's cool. gonna I like when uh Taika came on with the most recent movie and really like changed the tone of the Thor movies and what we think of and mm-hmm. it's just like super quippy and just like cool. Yeah. Um in fact, it's the cool only a bad Thor. word. I use that too much. It's the only Thor movie I've seen. Oh, I, I like the first, the first one. Yeah, uh, with a lot of Natalie Portman in it. <laughs> um, but it'll be it'll be cool to see her back in the franchise that now has a completely different voice than it did when she was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be like a Shakespearean. No, it wasn't. In the same way that Doctor Strange is a horror movie. <laughs> it was a Shakespearean melodrama. Uh, but yeah, Natalie's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be great. Yeah, she's going to fit right in. And Tessa Thompson is coming back. Yep. Which is good because all of Thor's other supporting cast is dead, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And so... Are, we're we're going to get Thor, Love and Thunder, before Guardians of the Galaxy 3? And before Black Panther 2, which is very surprising that they're not pushing for another one of those to come out very soon, considering right. how successful that was. Yeah, they left a lot, of, a lot of stuff out on their chart, but they named a lot of stuff. Yeah, they also suggested... That they will be folding Fantastic Four into the this series. Yeah. As well as uh, X-Men. Yeah. Um, curiously, absolutely no talk of Deadpool. Yeah. Which, like, hey, you guys have Deadpool now. Yeah. Those make something. money. Why? I don't know. He, yeah. He'll probably be, like, a surprise end of... He'll, like, be at the end of uh, Thor or something. And like pop up and like be like talking about how he's in an end credit scene mm-hmm. for another movie. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't really mention like any of like the established stuff, like Black Black Panther or Spider Man or Deadpool. Like all the stuff. Well, that's there's a Spider Man going on. There's a Spider Man movie in theaters right yeah, now. Yeah, that just so. came out. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, except for Black Widow, which is just late (laughs) just late super late like uh jennifer lawrence already did a black widow movie without you (laughs) (laughs) um lots of disney plus stuff i can't wait to get disney plus okay i already have my money (laughs) all right they don't sponsor this podcast oh 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 enough of that that's not movies (laughs) don't give them your money okay just get a password from someone true that's what i do for everything else Shout out to the peoples with the passwords. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them. You know who you are. That was a lot of news. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so let's let's, let's transition let's into transition, it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about The Revenant. Only safe thing to do is track a new course back up online. Then what we gonna do? Sit out there like a bunch of goddamn ducks. You and your half-free son get to walk on out. I'm talking to you. Ah! 
proper thing to do would be to finish him off quick. He's to be cared for as long as necessary. I understand. Get away! Help! What happened? We did what we had to do. He was buried right. Clocking in at two hours and 46 minutes, this this uh, feature written and directed by Alejandro Inuritu, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, Domino Gleason, and... Uh, Will Poulter. Yeah, that's his name. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's good. In stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, set in 1843... In uh, America. Yeah, right? somewhere in America, right? Yeah. Uh, filmed in Argentina. They were set to film it in Canada, but the it was like there wasn't enough snow. So they had to switch to Argentina, where it was apparently a very terrible shoot. Uh, I didn't know Argentina was so snowy. Yeah. Huh. Like in the winter. Okay. Um, I'm sure I was watching the, watching the movie and I'm like, I was think, thinking of like how it must have been to be an actor in this movie. And I'm like, it must have been like a real like hustle, a real like hassle. Like, oh, yeah, no like, fun. Like, yeah, because like you're really in it. You're really wet and it's cold and like they're not, you know, they can't control the temperature. And there's of the a water camera the... right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, they were really like going through it. Like every every time they like, oh, they're like rolling and and growling. It's yeah, real like they're they're like, probably made it easy to get mud. into character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. This is one of those movies where it's like, oh, I'd love to be there while they were making this. It seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I mean, if I could be there in like a really big coat with some really heavy pants on and some boots, just watching everything, then great. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, watch, watching the masters at work, you know, watching how they got some of those shots and some of those really beautiful yeah. landscape shots that they got. Yeah. This uh, feature is based on the true story of Hugh Glass, a legend mm-hmm. who was thought dead after a bear attack and survived and got his revenge on... The man that left him to die. Um, but they wrote... Like, apparently he didn't have a son or a wife. What? Yeah, they they wrote that in. Okay. A big part of the movie. Uh, yeah, a big part of the movie. Like, the heart yeah. of the movie. Which is probably why they added it. Because added it. it's still a very cold movie, even with that. Because otherwise, it's just, what, a bear attack? Heartless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, let's well, you know, let's start. It starts with uh, Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo sleeping, and his, son. and his wife. Oh yeah, his fake son and his fake wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're sleeping. He's dreaming. One of several dream sequences in the movie. Um, yeah, it's like a, a really beautiful slow montage montage are usually like quicker paced and like Mm. you know known to have like upbeat music playing but this is like really like slow yeah montage and uh it's it's him talking it's it's uh it's a message to his son yeah yeah he's saying uh never give up just keep breathing keep mm-hmm. fighting which is what uh leo's character does throughout the movie yeah it's all about the fight yeah it's two hours and 46 minutes of it a fight yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i guess that was in the past because the wife's not around anymore all right or maybe she's at home is she or is she dead no she's She's dead. Oh, okay. I feel like they pretty much go through it all. Um, he loses they go, everything. Huh? Yeah, they they go through them being together and happy, and then uh, the village being burnt down. Right. Yeah, and then him just laying with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nowadays he's fur trapping. Mm-hmm. Fur trapping. Yeah. Right. Like that. Getting Un- some pelts. Yeah, some pelts. Working for some company. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's he's like the guy that knows the land, and yeah. So like that's his value to his party. Yeah, he's the navigator. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's out, what hunting in the beginning? Yeah, he's hunting him and his son. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone at camp is being attacked. Yeah. Um, we get introduced to uh, Tom Hardy, who's playing uh, Fitzgerald. Yep. And Will Poulter, who's playing Bridger. And uh, Gleason, who is the captain. Yeah, he represents the company that they're working for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're all, like, uh, stacking pelts. And uh, shortly after, like, the introduction, like, quick introduction to all the characters, um, someone gets shot by an arrow. Yeah, arrow comes in kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, kills him. Like right away, right in the head. Um, and it is uh, uh, so begins the sequence. Yeah, and this is like all one shot. It seems. Oh yeah, I, I like I took note of that. I was like, like how like choreographed it was of like the people moving back, the camera following them, going around them yeah, to well, the next one. This like, is uh, this is Inuritu's uh, strong. Strength. This is a strength. I mean, Birdman was made to seem like it's all one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, sequences like this, just the choreograph, like, all the effort that had to go into that. Yeah. Like, it involves animals, like, there's horses mm-hmm. and uh, people on horses and weapons, and the camera somehow always knows where to be to yeah. capture. Mm-hmm. Everyone the, is the exactly where they need to be. And everything is captured when it needs to be captured. Um, 
Yeah, the the natives are, you know, um, killing. They they are killing the pelters. Um, yeah, they're looking for uh, the chief's daughter who was abducted. Yeah. And in the meantime, let's uh, steal some pelts and horses that we yeah. can sell to the French. For horses. Yeah, steel pelts to for, sell to the French for yeah, horses. Because uh, the fur trappers shoot their horses before the the tribe can get to them. Yeah, it's like this this moment where uh, the sound kind of gets muddled. Yeah. And then there's there's this guy. It's like the Saving Private Ryan yeah. moment. <laughs> he, he calmly walks over and then shoots the horse in the head. Yeah. And it's just like... It just draws you into it because it's just like, I mean, it's so violent. And then it's like violence against animals as well. Yeah, it's like my uh, my dog death thing, but for horses. But for horses. You feel yeah. it, right? Yeah, just just right to the head, point just, blank. Yeah, gruesome. Yeah. And uh, Fitzgerald, Tom Hardy, is uh, he's mainly concerned about the pelts i mean that's what he's here here for he's here yeah, to they, make money they spent all this time uh, away from their families in this brutal conditions to yeah. get the pelts to make the money yeah and um but they can't really grab the pelts because i mean the the indians are on them right and like they're being killed um so you have him saying grab the pelts and then you have glass leonardo saying just get on the boat yeah right right so you already have like your your two opposing characteristics here um and they get on the boat yeah they get on the boat and it's gorgeous the fog on the river Mm -hmm. just (coughs) every shot we're really doing a disservice by just talking about this movie yeah rather we, you listeners are doing a disservice by just listening to people talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch it. Yeah, you have to watch it. You have to see it with your eyes in order to get the beauty of these shots. There is no way that we could do justice by, by just talking about it. And yet we will try. <laughs> uh, of the like that very long shot, I will say there's like t- times in, like, in movies... Where it seems like kind of superfluous, where the director is just kind of like, look at me, I can have a scene that's all one shot. Mm-hmm. It's more like, ooh, I did it, one shot. And it's like, but why? Yeah. But with this movie, it's very deliberate. I think it's just used to really good effect. In that scene, it's just super unnerving, and it really places you in time. Yeah. In that space. Um, a lot of times throughout the sequence, we're just writing people's faces Mm -hmm. as uh shit's going down Mm -hmm. uh it's just it doesn't stop and yeah it's kind of it's nightmarish yeah adds to the intensity of it of what's going on when they're running to the boats there's one guy you just see as like he's with the pack and you're with him because that's where the camera is. And he just, you hear him go, oh, God. And then you see the water around him all turn red. Mm-hmm. I liked that. <laughs> yeah. 
this movie doesn't hold back on uh on 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 the violence and on the blood. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Uh, very graphic. Um, there's there's one guy that makes it all the way to the to the boat. He's like climbing, and then he gets shot with an arrow and just falls off. It's like, oh, you're so close. Yep, you're so close. Um, this whole time, Fitzgerald is pissed. Um, yeah, he's lost a lot of money. Yeah, he lost a lot of money, and he feels that Glass is responsible because. He was off with his son when he should have been, what, keeping watch? Yeah, keeping watch. Because um, I think that was also his job. Yeah. Was to, yeah, keep watch. And be but, like, like hey, what, what would he have done? Said. How much time would he have bought them? Right. Maybe a little more. Maybe. Maybe. Still doesn't forgive the actions that follow. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Because he is he's very... Uh, vile, um, not only to Glass, but to his son. His son, who is um, half Indian himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he uh, Half Pawnee. Pawnee, yes. Which is not yeah. Pawnee Indian <laughs> from Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's half Pawnee, so like he calls the him, The other tribe, the tribe that attacked him is the Arikara. Mm-hmm. So two different indigenous uh, tribes. Yeah, um, he calls his son a savage and a dog. Yeah, and uh, I guess throughout his life, um, throughout Hawk's life, Glass has taught him to hold his temper and to, you know, be mindful. Yeah, he says, I told you, I told you to be invisible, son. Yeah. They don't hear you. They just see, uh, he says they just see the color of your skin. Yeah, they just see the color of your skin. It's just like, you know, having that talk with your, with your child about, you know, who they are and who, and what people are. Yeah. And this Fitzgerald's a real piece of work. Yeah. Uh, later he's got like half of his head is like bald, but like, well, like 40% and it's just like a a bad haircut. Yeah. Like long strands, but not a bad haircut. He tells the bald in the middle. Yeah. He tells a story later about how, uh, he was like almost scalped. Yeah. And he survived in the middle of the night. He like woke up and he was, yeah. Yeah. So he's been through some stuff too. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I'm not alive in <laughs> the 19th century. Yeah, terrible time to get an injury, I'd say, <laughs> especially uh, from a bear. Yeah, bad. So bad things happen when uh, Hugh is hunting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees some bears, some some bear cubs. Yeah, and is he is he thinking of shooting the cubs? He's got his gun out. Because yeah, he does have his gun out. He and might then, be waiting for the mother though. Yeah, he takes a moment and then he hears it behind him. Oh, and the mama and, bear comes right for him. Yeah, it's way too late. The bear's way too close. 
and it just rips into him. Now, here's a good application of our digital technologies. This bear looks great. Yeah. And horrifying and real. Yes. And it's used in a movie like this that is grounded and um, it feels very natural. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it. Yeah. This is how you do fur technology. (laughs) Yeah. That's some good digital fur. Exactly. Now, it didn't look like a person, whichever actor played the bear. Yeah. No, it looked like a... Probably Andy Serkis. A bear was really ripping into him. Um, Yeah, that's probably the... the, Yeah, it's... It's... uh, it's, If you're scared of bears, which you should be. It's just... It's hard to watch. Yeah. I, I'm I'm over there cringing because it's just it's really brutal. It's, it's really just completely brutal. mauled and yeah, bears like chewing his shoulder and uh, does the thing where he like gets on top of him and like has his paw on his head like pressing the head down into the ground. Yeah, making sure that you know the threat is gone. But for when some that's reason, happening. Oh, oh, what? but for some reason, like he he gets up and takes a shot at the bear, right? When he could have just probably laid there. Yeah, play dead. Play dead. And they, and they, but he can't do that. Done. Yeah, you know the advice he gave his son in that dream. Yeah, about to keep fighting. Yeah, I was gonna say while the bear is holding his head down, like its face is so close to the camera that. Mm-hmm. They do this thing where, like, the bear's breath fogs up the lens. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I love it. You love it? I love it. The CGI bear has... Breath. They make it feel so real that its breath fogs up the camera. Because, of course, it would because the camera is so close. Yeah. The close-ups in this movie aren't, like... I don't know. Like, we talk about the close-ups in Moonlight, right? Mm-hmm. And how Barry Jenkins does it. It's not like that, though, because no. of these wide lens, the wide lenses that they use. Because you see the face, but you also get the their environment in all the close-ups. Yeah. Like, their face, it's a giant close-up, but that's still only half the screen. Yeah. Um, and it's usually not straight on. It's usually, like, from the side or something. Yeah. The thing that I like about the camera work in this movie is something you just brought up with the with the breath yeah. fogging up. It's something that happens more than once in this movie. Yeah, I think there's it gets blood on it. At yeah, one it gets point. blood. It gets snow. It gets wet. You know what I mean? Like the the lens really becomes a, a part of it. It becomes like um, like a character, hmm. like a real vessel for this movie. Just not something that's capturing it it's actually a part of it it's yeah. living in the environment that we are seeing and so as well. and so we the viewer are as well yeah yeah this movie is very one note mm-hmm. it's just like hey nature's terrible and <laughs> bad watch horrible stuff happen to this guy but he perseveres mm-hmm. uh i think nature's beautiful it's a double-edged sword yeah um, what was I saying? Oh, it's all one note, and it's two hours and forty six minutes of that. 
Mm-hmm. But it's like to to make a point, and the way that they do that with the camera, really putting you in it for the whole thing. Yeah, uh, very effective. Right. The uh, cinematographer uh, Emmanuel Lubetsky won best cinematography for this, and that was his third win in a row. Yeah. After Birdman and Gravity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, this movie looks fantastic. And, um... Yeah, some of the best sky... I, I don't think I've seen the sky look that good in movies before. Yeah. This Just is the like, best sky... Uh, he captured this, the sky. Like, <laughs> although I think this movie would have looked good on film it looks great on digital hmm. like the clarity of like that that the woods and the sky and the clouds beautiful beautifully done on digital yeah i mean we or <clears throat> i've read stories about how difficult the movie was on set i can only imagine shooting it on film making that way more difficult yeah it was already film pretty bad and that temperature and then and they like made a point to only shoot with natural light, which is part of why the images are so beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah it would be more expensive and more difficult. Yeah. Well, uh, while we were doing all that talking, the bear attack is still going on. <laughs> still going on. It's like it's a, a three-minute scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, because after he shoots the bear, it does even more damage yeah round two yeah it like it slits his throat it opens his back even more um and i mean that's not the last bear attack either because he he plays dead again he plays dead again then he gets out the knife yeah stabs the bear a couple times mm-hmm. yeah the bear gets woozy from the from the gut gunshot it I does suppose. Yeah. yeah it gets real woozy and then um along uh with the stab wounds you know the bear does go down well they both roll down a hill yeah and it lands on top the of bear him. lands right on top of him which is less than ideal yeah now you got this heavy beast on top of you yeah and you can't move you can't do anything and you were just attacked by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Uh, you know, they come to his aid. Yeah, the, the guys find him. Fitzgerald's uh, suggestion is, let's just finish him off. Yeah, right away. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, put him out of Mercy his Mercy kill. Um, and... That's his goal. <laughs> yeah. But everyone dismisses that. Yeah. You see, eventually they get him on like a stretcher, their their version of a stretcher, and they're just carrying him. Yeah, his value is too great. I mean, he's the only one that can get them back to what, what is it, like a camp? A fort. A fort, yeah. He's the only one that can get them back to the fort. Well, they do get back there eventually without him. How did they do that? Well, I think he had a map. Oh. But I think they, you know, wanted him because, I mean, he knew exactly how to do it. Yeah, but after the attack, he couldn't even talk. He couldn't I kind of, I kind of sympathize. I know Fitzgerald is, like, the worst, but I kind of sympathize with his 
not wanting to kill Glass, but um, his frustration with carrying around the soon-to-be-dead waste. Yeah, waste. I mean... And in that time, you you expect... I like think he... most men would die shortly after that attack, but because Glass just has this perseverance, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, just like... Yeah, like having to lug a grown man around and like... One who you already have a contemptuous un- relationship with. Unsteady ground where you have to like go up hills and mountains and then go down and you have to cross water with him it's just like the amount of energy you have to exert to do that is far too much and i'm sure they're not eating very heavily to get that energy back it's just like a it's a waste it's a waste and it's tiring yeah so they do get a gun pointed right at him at one point Mm -hmm. uh donald gleason's character is thinking about shooting ultimately doesn't makes an offer for men to stay back until glass gets better we'll go ahead without him we'll pay some men that are willing to stay back till mm-hmm. he recovers and uh then come meet us at the fort yeah and of obviously his son obviously uh then bridger yeah and, and... surprise Fitzgerald. Yeah. I would have been very suspicious. Like, didn't you just want him dead? Like, why? No, I'm not leaving you Well, he makes his motivations clear. He's motivated by money. Mm-hmm. He was upset about the fur that he's not going to be getting making as much money mm-hmm. as he thought for all that work. And he, like, talked uh, the captain. He talked the price up to 100 mm-hmm. And then Bridgers and... The son asked, like, offered their share, yeah, to get a third person to stay. Mm-hmm. So he he ends up going for two hundred dollars, and captain says, "All right, make sure you you bury him when the time's right." Yeah, and they leave. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I wouldn't feel be feeling too good about this if I was uh, Hugh Glass just on the stretcher, unable to speak, yeah. but watching everything go down. Yeah. But then um, again, he did just have a gun to his head, so maybe it is the better, the better choice, or the better result. Uh, they do a good job at showing glass and hawk's relationship hmm. and the way they talk to each other when they talk to each their each other and um i don't know if the language is also pawnee um, yeah i don't know it's, it's cool that they're accurate in um it's not one of those historical movies where everyone speaks english regardless mm-hmm. of what language they actually would be speaking mm-hmm. uh like there's a scene. I think right after this, we see the chief of the other tribe uh, selling the pelts to the French, mm-hmm. speaking his language, and then there's a translator then speaking French. It's back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps it realistic. Yeah. Um, and the sun is 
they they say this thing to each to each other like um I'm right here I'm not going anywhere um and then uh this is where he gets uh, a flashback mm-hmm. of uh of what happened so we right. get we get more and more piece by piece of of the past and uh we see that uh his his wife was shot by an officer and uh we we see this like uh symbolism so there's this shot of a of a bird flying out of her chest mm-hmm. it reminded me of um guava island so there's something like with hmm. with birds like with life freedom. and death yeah. yeah and then she is seen like floating up to the sky mm-hmm. and then we wake up and uh tom is digging a grave yeah yeah he wastes no time like he already oh, knows what he's he, gonna do he, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a plan yeah he has a plan this is what yeah he's gonna end it um he's and his plan a... is wait for everyone else to be away yeah then go up to you and say, hey, blink if you want me to kill you. Oh, he does it in such a way where it's almost sincere. It's like, hey, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I'll do this for you. I'll All, do all this you for need you. to do is blink. Yeah. You got to blink. And yeah, you have to blink. So and like, we he get just waits for contest. him. Yeah. yeah. Until he can't hold his eyes open anymore. And then, yeah, like... After like I don't know, almost a minute I'd say, of him staring at Tom Hardy, who's saying, "Just blink. That's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. I'll help you out. Yeah, I'll do it. Finish for you. it." Then he finally has to blink, and he just like keeps his eyes closed for a while, like in resignation. And it's kind of like he's trying for it to not count as a blink, almost. Right. Like closing your eyes doesn't count as a blink. They gotta come back up. Right. Now my eyes are just closed. It's not a blink. But uh, that's all uh, Fitzgerald's needs. And uh, he puts... Uh, he goes like for a, the kill. Yeah, he goes for the kill. He puts a rag in his mouth and then mm-hmm. he like smothers him with his hand. Yeah, but Hawk comes. Yeah. He's like, don't kill my dad. Not cool. Exactly. Um, but instead, he kills Hawk. Yep, and he's watching it happen. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, yeah, he just stabs him a few times few times in the stomach and that's it and uh, yeah, and he's shouting for help but uh Bridgers is too far getting water yeah, he's, he's too at far the river out. the river's drowning out the sound yeah and um yeah glass can't do nothing he's strapped down and he can't talk it's terrible and it's like it it's a it's a good visualization of him looking up and then just seeing the trees shake Mm-hmm. Just seeing them move, it's like his world is shaking right now. Yeah. Uh, Bridgers eventually comes back, mm-hmm. sees that Hawk was killed. Uh, Fitzgerald says, hey, we got to get out of here as soon as... No, he didn't see that Hawk was killed. He doesn't know where Hawk is. Oh, right, he's missing. Yeah, he's missing. And uh, um, he says, we got to get out of here. We yeah. don't have time to wait for him to come back. Yeah, we got to go. Because we're about to be attacked. Yeah. Um, so he pretty much rushes, and uh, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Hugh's gonna die anyway." Yeah, so he throws dr- him in the grave. Yeah, drags him into the grave. Does the most like half-assed, alive burying someone alive? Just yeah, throws just dirt. Toss- he's just tossing dirt on him though. He's yeah. not even trying to bury him really. Yeah. Uh, and Bridger's just like, "I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry." Like, um, yeah. 
Well, he's scared for his own yeah, life. Yeah, he's scared. He doesn't have and accurate he's, information. And he's young. Yeah. Yeah. But he does leave his canteen. Yeah. With a little spiral drawing on it. Yeah. To make it distinguishable. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> um, Then we get, you know, they leave, they run off. Mm-hmm. Then we get the little zombie moment. We see... Yeah. Glass's hand rise up so, from the yeah, dirt. His torn up hand. One of the many times throughout the movie where he symbolically dies and then symbolically is re- resurrected. Yeah, there's a... I, because I that that's down. pretty much the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's a lot of um, Jesus symbolism as well mm. in this. Um, in fact, uh, a mural of Jesus pops up later on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very clear. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, the Q's just army crawling out of the grave, mm-hmm. grunting. Yeah. This is the performance Leo finally got his Oscar for, yeah. and it's one in which he barely speaks. Yeah. And. It's all physical. My favorite. It's a physical performance. Yeah, my favorite stuff from Leo, like, he, I, I like the way he delivers dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's interesting that this is what he was rewarded for. It's kind of like in Wolf of Wall Street, that Quelu scene where he can't move yeah. or really speak. Yeah. It's like after doing that movie, he's like, I want to do that scene, but a whole movie. A whole movie about And it. serious. But that was a great scene in Wolf oh, of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. The best. Yeah, it was really great. It was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, he, he crawls out the, the grave over to his son's body right he lays there for a while yeah he doesn't he doesn't want to leave it yeah i think overnight yeah he wakes up yeah but then he's gotta go yeah he's gotta go exact revenge there's this um really great transition with like sound and like scenery um when he's laying with his son. The breathing? The breathing, yeah. yeah. And then everything tunes out, and all you hear is the breathing. And then it goes into a shot of the sky and the clouds. And all you hear is the breathing. I remember the like, breathing was a big part of the trailer. Um, as you heard in the beginning of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's really well done. And it just sets the tone for the situation. Of, you know what just happened to him and his son and what he's dealing with yeah i mean now we got a whole man versus wild thing going on mm-hmm. uh he finds like a carcass yeah some i think it was a horse carcass right maybe those know, horse carcass ribs. is what he goes in later he finds some sort of carcass with yeah. some bone marrow it's like this big victory that he can eat a little bit. Yeah, just like a, the tiniest bit. And it can't be tasty. No. No. And, and like, also while I'm watching it, just thinking about the stories, like, through his whole Oscar campaign, the stories about how he ate the real animal meat. He's, like, famously a vegetarian, but he's so committed that mm. he ate, like... And then later, the raw bison liver or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. And then we get a, a we get a shot of uh, 
What's the tribe name? Um, I had it. <laughs> uh, Arikara. The Arikara is um on his trail, not too far behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, yeah, they're looking for uh, the chief's daughter. Yeah. And uh, the danger is, is that if they see him, they will kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Life and death stakes. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie is all about him surviving. And, I mean, by the end of it, you're just like, damn, he's a, he's a survivor. Um, he yeah, does... which is crazy because Leo dies in a lot of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Very uh, dramatically. What is what is that thing you what is that called? He's when you uh, like... cauterizing his wound. He's yeah. like performing surgery. We see, and it's all one single shot of him starting the fire. Mm-hmm. He's using gunpowder, and then he like puts the gunpowder up to his neck. Yeah, and then touches it with a like a stick that's yeah. on fire or something. Yeah, and it just sparks up. Yeah, he's got to seal those. Those wounds. Yeah, when he was drinking water, there was like he was drinking, and then it was like it was pouring out of his neck, but it was just like blood pouring out of his neck. Yeah, he was drinking nasty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No idea how they avoided infection in these conditions at this time in history. Yeah. That itself is amazing. Yeah, he should have been very like infected, just rotting. I mean, he he was. Riding us with the the guy says uh, later on it's like you're rotting, you're gonna die. Uh, yeah. So the tribe catches up to him. Luckily, he's right on the banks of a river, so he just kind of gets in to hide. Mm-hmm. But they see him and start firing arrows at him, so he swims away. Yeah, he gets swept downstream. Away. Mm-hmm. Big current. And there's a waterfall at the end. Yeah. Uh, pretty classic, like, Western thing to happen. Mm-hmm. That you're in the river and you're about to go down a waterfall. Yeah. I mean, once you're in there, you don't have no control over what happens to you. You just have to stay, try and stay above the water. Um... Meanwhile, Fitzgerald and Bridgers have caught up with the with their party, and they uh, what, uh, told the lie about what had happened. Well, before that, well, I mean, I guess this isn't important because at the chronology first, doesn't. Yeah, I thought um because they ran through that town that that camp with um that fort with all the uh with the pigs. And then oh, yeah. Bridgers gives uh like like some jerky or some meat to a woman that's there, and I thought that was um the daughter, but it wasn't. It was just uh, a a mm. lady there. So, and then they that. catch up with the party and mm-hmm. tell their story. And then uh, what? Glass meets uh, let me get the character's name. Hick, Hick yup. Hickok? Hickok? H-I-K-U-C. Yeah. Who's a Pawnee refugee. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they share language. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he's my favorite character in this movie. 
Mine's Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I mean, though he's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, but I can understand why. Tom Hardy's just so good. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's kind of like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. But, but, really but real. But yeah, but real. real and bad. Leo's the rabbit. Yeah. Or the bunny. Bunny yeah. bunny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just... I, I, I don't know. There's something about this this guy. His name is Arthur Redcloud. I just like... Like every time he's on screen and what, like, what he's doing and how he's like looking... How he's like chewing, how he's eating the flesh and looking at glass and how glass is eating whatever, what he threw the liver at him. Yeah. And he's looking back at him. And then, you know, you know, they, they have this kinship through loss, through losing their family. Yeah. And he really helps glass uh, survive this leg of his uh, quest for revenge. Yeah. Without him. He, I think he probably would have died. Yep. Um, One because, of the many times. Yeah. I mean, not only does he feed him, but he also, like, puts him on his horse. Yeah, he's away. got this beautiful horse. Mm-hmm. It's a white horse with black polka dots. Mm-hmm. Not polka. Do you call them polka dots if it's, like, a real thing? Probably not. Spotted sprinkles? Spots. Yeah, spots. Uh, just a, a gorgeous horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't stay around for too long because we get another like little dream sequence, and then well, there's there's a uh, well, this is probably one of my favorite sequences as well is him building the hut, mm-hmm. chopping down the wood, setting the fire, doing the stones, putting him inside the house, right. doing the smoke, laying like whatever that was on his body. And then closing him in. Like that whole sequence I like a lot. Like it's like really Putting intense. Him to bed, yeah. There's the the sound the sound score of uh the wife talking. Yeah. And the a couple times language. throughout like we get messages from his dead wife. Yeah. Which as I'm saying now sounds so corny, but it's done really well. You don't doubt it because they've already just established this through line of uh the the surreal or the you know the dream, yeah. Or the how she lives on in his memories, yeah. And um, yeah, so like, yeah, he's just like, there's this storm coming, and um, I I also love like <laughs> them like tasting snowflakes. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, that's a great uh, scene. He, Hiccup puts like his tongue out very gleefully. Yeah, and the closest. Leo gets to smiling in this movie is when he joins him in sticking out his yeah, tongue. Like, yeah, this this nice little moment, like the and then it carries moment. over because when they're on the horses, they're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he like yeah, so he like he builds this hut. I like the way it's shot and the sound score and all that. Um, and then we get you know the whole dream with Jesus and his mm-hmm. son. Turns out to he he goes to hug his son. It turns out to be him hugging a tree, which then even turns out to be him not hugging anything because he was asleep in a hut. Yeah, and then he wakes up to some bad news. Yeah, because Hickok has been hung. Yeah, I hated that. I was like, no, I like this character so much, and they just hung him. Blame the French. Yeah, the French got to him. 
Um, the French from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Those the the same the same ones. Yeah. Uh, Leo or class rather gets to their camp. Mm-hmm. He infiltrates it. Um. And this is where we get a rape, an on-screen rape. Yeah. This is uh, the leader of the French camp. Yeah. Raping the daughter of the chief that uh, that tribe had been looking for that started the, their whole trail of violence yeah. that they're leaving. It's like this whole time the chief was so close to his daughter yeah and he didn't know it and because they had him they had her yeah because he visited their camp yeah and traded with him Mm -hmm. and they had her the whole time um the thing that i like about this rape scene is how and i know that sounds (laughs) that sounds crazy right don't like do like a a cut and just be like (laughs) terrell likes this rape scene no but what i like about it is that it puts the agency back into her hands. Yeah. When um, Leo sneaks up behind them yes. um, with a gun. But he doesn't kill him. He doesn't do the kill. Yeah. He gives her a knife and puts yeah. her in charge. And then she gets to exact her revenge or whatever yeah, like, she wants to I do. I like that yeah. as well. Yeah. I like that as well. I was just like, yeah. Like, let her do it. Whatever she wants to do, let her do it. Um, and then she drags the knife from the top of his torso to the bottom. Yeah. And that's satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he, you know, he like he shoots one of them. Like he has to like create like a big distraction mm-hmm. um, so he can steal a horse. He steals not just any horse. Yeah, he he gets Hickok's beautiful white spotted horse back. Yeah, but he leaves behind his canteen. Yeah, the one with the spiral. Yeah, the distinguishable one. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Then uh, this guy does not catch a break. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it just <laughs> this is like I forget. There's probably a lot of like children's books that have this format, and I can't think of the name of one specifically. But it's like this thing where like one like a good thing happened, but then this bad thing happens, mm-hmm. but then this good thing happened, but then the bad thing happens, and that's all this movie is, except mostly just the bad things. Yeah, and the good things are just like minor. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he wakes up the next morning and the. The Arikara tribe is back on his tail. Mm-hmm. Right on him. I yeah, it's, it. it's a good thing he got the horse back so he was able to get right on it and try to ride away in time. Yeah. Uh, he shot a couple of their men, but he's yeah. led off a cliff. Yeah, he had to just jump. And I think the only reason he survived is because he was hurled towards a tree. Yeah, the tree it. softened his fall yeah. or something. But the horse wasn't so luck- lucky. And uh, it died. That beautiful horse died. And uh, um, the weather is so crazy. It's another storm. It's another snowstorm. Yeah, it so, looks so cold. Yeah, so he has no choice but to 
open up the horse and pull out its like intestines, all of its insides, yep. strip down naked, and then get inside the horse. He gets inside that horse because he wants the Oscar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very. That's what they said. Right. Very Star Wars: <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Han. Uh, using the lightsaber to get the tauntaun open so Luke can get inside. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was inspired by the story of Hugh Glass. Oh. Who this is slept what? in the carcass of a horse really? to survive. Okay. It was in the trivia on IMDb. Oh, funny. Yeah, it's uh, interesting how movies work. You, you watch this and you're reminded of Star Wars, even though Star Wars was inspired by the story that inspired this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know. it's intense, and I love that shot of his head. Like he's he's in there. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> he's really in there, mm-hmm. and um, you just see his head kind of sticking out. Yeah, and the snow falling everywhere. Yeah, and then you get this white. When it's not the super close shots on their faces, it's like these very grand, beautiful. Wide shots of trees and snow-capped mountains. and mm-hmm. um, So then you get this wide shot. And it's like from above the horse. Like you see how it landed that fall. Yeah. It's not pretty. Yeah, you see the ins- it's insides. And they see the insides he took out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that they, they have this moment um, after he comes out of the horse. Um, where he just he places his hand on it. Oh, you mean the rebirth? One of the, another one of the one of the <laughs> symbolic rebirths. Yeah, there's like it's like he's coming out of the womb. There's there's yeah there's like three births in this movie. Yeah, there's the grave. There's him coming out of the hut after the the Jesus dream, and then there yeah there's the coming out of the horse. Him coming out of the river. After the waterfall, also, oh, yeah, he like rises from the yeah. water. Yeah, he rises. Yep, again and again and again. He doesn't stop. Yeah, um, but yeah, he has this moment of like respect for the horse, which is nice because it was um, Hyuk's horse. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile. At the fort, um, at the fort, uh, one of the French, like a survivor of the French tribe, comes mm-hmm. to tell the tale of what happened to his people. Mm-hmm. He's got a canteen to to add. I don't know why he brought the canteen, right. but he found it. I mean, I know the water. function in the movie yeah. because then Bridges is like, "I know that canteen. That was mine. Right. That means it's hawk." Yeah, he yeah. thinks it's Hawk. He's like, so that means Hawk is near. And then Fitzgerald's just like, yeah, Hawk, Hawk is near. <laughs> oh yeah, that he's he's I didn't what? <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they you know get a search team together and uh, they go out there, but in, instead of finding Hawk, they find uh, Glass. Yeah, uh, it should be noted Fitzgerald is not part of the search party. Yeah. He dips. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Um, he wasted no time um, robbing the captain's uh, safe, taking the money, um, 
and uh, was planning on going to Texas and enlisting. Apparently, allegedly, I I would like that. I mean, I know how it ends for him, but I can really picture that character in Texas. Yeah, at that time, and uh, really being at home. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, two pistols, one in each hand, shooting them up into the air. I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. You're really drawing a picture. You're drawing a cartoon here. <laughs> oh, he's just so great. And, like, with Tom Hardy, it's still weird to me whenever we get to see his whole face. Because mm-hmm. his most iconic roles, like Bane and Mad Max. And, and even uh, Dunkirk. And Dunkirk, yeah. He's... Uh, Always got something covering his face. Yeah. So it's special when he lets us see all of him. All of him. Yeah. Um. Right, so Glass is back. Huh? Glass is back. Yeah, Glass is back. He's back at the fort. Yeah. Talking to the captain. Yeah, and uh, Bridger is seen as a traitor. Um. And they're on the hunt for Fitzgerald. Well, Glass exonerates yeah, yeah, Bridgers he, eventually. Yeah, he clears his name. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, like he's hey, telling the truth. hey, he didn't know about Hawk being killed. Yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah. And uh, he was just following orders. This is all Fitzgerald's fault. Yeah. And um, this is where he makes it very clear that just because he is in safety, he's like in somewhere where... He's somewhere where he can rest. It doesn't mean he's going to rest. Yeah. Yeah, no, the fight's he's not He's still over. on his mission. Yeah, he's still on his mission. And that mission is to kill Fitzgerald uh, for killing his son. And uh, nothing is, or no one is going to stop him. Well, the, um, the captain, I keep forgetting his name. Or I don't even know if we ever knew it. Uh, but he's telling, the captain's offering to go and find him himself. Mm-hmm. But... Class is like, no, I'm the only one that can navigate these woods. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I know he just fled into the woods. Yeah. He calls him a, what, like a, like a, like a deer or like an antelope or something. Like he compares him to like a animal like that yeah. runs and just hides in, in, in the woods that he could easily find. Um, and so they make their way out there. The two of them. Henry is the captain's name. Henry, Captain Henry. <laughs> um, but they split up. Yeah, they should have split up. Yeah, um, because the captain finds him first. Yeah, Fitzgerald kills Henry, and not only kills him but scalps him. Yeah, and he takes a scalp. What's with that? But then that sets up this great scene because. Uh, takes a scout, leaves the corpse there. Mm-hmm. Glass hears a gunshot, rushes over. Uh, but Fitzgerald's gone. He takes the corpse, puts it on the horse. Oh, this is, there's this beautiful shot of a of an am, a, uh, avalanche falling down because of the gunshots. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was practical effects somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It looked really good. It's just like in the background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he's, uh, Glass sets up a decoy. 
Yeah, so uh, Fitzgerald is like on top of a mountain, kind of scoping the whole situation out. Sees the horse appears. One person's riding. There's a body on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, assumes the body that was up front was glasses. Fires the gun. The body falls. Mm-hmm. Rushes over to the scene with the gun pointed at the body. Surprise. Bam. Yeah, he just lifts up the coat. It's a really great, like, action shot. Like, the, like, like the, like the zoom in of him, like, lifting up the coat, pointing the gun. Yeah, and the shot, whole, like, the scene, the whole scenario, it's really straight out of, like, a classic Western. Yeah. This movie, this movie is a Western, right? Yeah. I think, I think you could just say that. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's where we get like our, our chase, um, our foot chase and our like, very slow foot chase. Yeah. They go into the, the bear woods. The only thing that's masking anything is, is the fog. It's the, a light the fog. The beautiful fog. Yeah. The beautiful <laughs> fog, the white sky, the like, the ivory, uh, skinny, uh, tree trunks and yeah. snow on the ground it's a very like it's very um white the white of the sky is like the same white as the ground mm-hmm. so it just really makes the characters really pop on the screen mm-hmm. um i don't think e- either of them gets shot here they just take some sh- some uh shots at each other well, um, Fitzgerald was shot earlier. Yeah, he was shot in the, the decoy. Yeah. This movie com- really commits to its realism because they get slowed down from their injuries and all the wear that they've gone through over the course of the movie and beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gets... So it's not like... I feel like in a lot of movies when the final fight like starts mm-hmm. they like reset yeah. their health it's like a video game <laughs> and they have more strength and but this stamina. this movie you can really see everything take it took its toll yeah they're tired it, it gets to the point where Fitzgerald he can't run anymore um he pretty much he's just, hobbling yeah he's hobbling he's walking and it, I don't. I, I found it a little comedic. Oh, it's um, it's funny. It's funny, right? Like he's walking and he looks back at glass, and there's no escape. It's just like right. this. You thought you left this man for dead, and here he is at your back. Yeah, and that and that this comes after two hours and thirty minutes of glass continuously defying death, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it was fate that he's right behind you and he has been this whole time yeah really. this whole time. he's been on you and you're not gonna escape you're him. gonna get your comeuppance yeah um, um and at this moment you know glass has the knife to fitzgerald's face mm-hmm. but then across the river you see the arikara tribe mm-hmm. and this is where glass puts it back into fate's hand because he just like pushes fitzgerald into the river mm-hmm. And yeah, that fight was stream. That fight was so brutal. Yeah, and it was so bloody. They were they were like, it's stabbing each other in the hand. There's the part where uh, Glass is climb, climbing up and he stabs them in the leg. And, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, Hiyuk, 
he he Hickok Hickok said to him that um you know revenge is in the creator's hand yes and he, he repeats that line to Fitzgerald yeah and yeah sends him off to his maker maker yeah um, he he doesn't get the kill he gives the kill to the Dari car and I guess that somehow spares his life maybe from the Arikara, at least. Well, I think what's what spared Glass is the daughter, because she was right there. Oh yeah, she probably recognized him. Yeah, and, and she, was like, she, "Daddy, that's the man." Yeah, that's the man. Um, don't kill him. <laughs> and so they did, rode past him, and they looked at him. Yeah, and yeah, and then he's just sitting there after that fight, uh, and the snow's just going down on his face. Yeah. And it's the conditions are just as brutal as they've been the whole movie. Yeah, but the fight has left him pretty much. It's over. What he was living for, like that moment, has passed him. Yeah. And now with his really son, the thing keeping him alive yeah. was revenge. Yeah. And you know now that his son and his wife is gone. And revenge has been taken. It's just like, well, now what? What? Like what? He could just he could just roll over now and die, pretty much. You think he dies there? This is where the movie ends. Yeah, he, there's is... just snow falling on him. It's actually really powerful. He looks right into the camera. Yeah, I think for the first time. Yeah, I mean it's pretty jarring whenever. That happens. Yeah, he sees an apparition of his of his wife. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like Get the ghost. Yeah, standing and like a little further ahead of him, and then yeah, he's about to die. Yeah, he's about to die. He's about to die. Yeah, end credits. At least at least moving <laughs> him is about to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it would make sense that you know the the fire would be extinguished at this moment. Right. Yeah, and he really has no way of getting back besides walking i don't think he has it left in him i think he's done yeah yeah he has no one to get to yeah no one he loves no one he hates exactly so he can die and be with his family (laughs) spiritually you know yeah yeah all right yeah um can i just tell you some fun trivia yeah the script for this movie, are, are you familiar with The Blacklist? The TV show? No. <laughs> the Blacklist is this thing where, uh, like, every year, I don't know who publishes it, mm-hmm. but there's, like, a list of the best unproduced screenplays of the year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them then go on to get picked up and made so this movie the screenplay was on the 2007 blacklist and then uh park chan wook almost made it park chan wook the director of old boy and the handmaiden oh would have been beautiful as well he almost made it with starring sam jackson (laughs) Really? Would have been a much different movie. Much different. Interesting. Wait, if he wanted to work with Samuel Jackson, I would like to actually see that team up happen at at some point 
if he wanted to work with yeah, him when's, on Yeah, when's he going to make his English language debut? Yeah. This would have been a good one because it's not that much English or language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two hours of uh, Samuel Jackson scream and grunting. Yeah. At, an, at another point in time, Christian Bale was attached to Star. Which I can definitely see him doing the same exact method, yeah. hardcore stuff Leo did. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, Christian Bell and uh, and Tom Hardy again at odds. Well, originally, Sean Penn was cast in the Tom Hardy role. I can also see that. I can see that too. It's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different, but yeah, he's got the face for it. Yeah. (laughs) And the. Yeah, I can see him being a bad guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I love what Tom Hardy did with it. Yeah. Like his accent, his whole like characterization of of this character. Yeah. 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 I'm not upset with the choices that were made. No. Yeah. So. No, like, this movie could be... It's kind of like, he's Rambo. Or John McClane. I mean, I guess more so Rambo, because that's in the jungle. Yeah. Where he's left to die and then gets his revenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's just, it's... (laughs) The the plot is very simple. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. But it's yeah. done so art. I guess what I'm asking is: this, is this a movie or a film? Um, I will uh, say that this is a film. I don't know. You don't know. I before rewatching it today, mm-hmm. I would have been like, definitely, it's a film. Look at it, right? But. If you go beyond just the the visuals, mm-hmm. there's not that much there. There's not that much going on. It's, it's he's just getting revenge. Um, I don't. Go ahead. I mean, I guess it's about like determination, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like I I didn't really learn anything about the human experience by watching The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I might just I, I, maybe I'm just being controversial though it probably is a film it's a film but I don't know Um, I mean I mean visually it's a film um, acting wise that's some film acting um, I think the touches that the director made. Yeah, there's stuff that elevates it. To yeah, film. there's stuff like, that elevates the it. The fact that and the like, stuff that wouldn't be English isn't English. Yeah. That's definitely a film choice. The yeah. movie would have just English. Yeah. Oh. The respect and the care for the native tribes, the 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 way the the dream sequences and the supernatural Is it respect elements. and care that they... That they fabricated this this uh indigenous uh wife and child yeah for him 
Yeah. Just um, just to like make the white hero more sympathetic. Well, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> that that's one way to look at it, but I think and, and it's also and, like a hashtag not all indigenous peoples <laughs> thing where it's like they're not all scalping people. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's good that the representation isn't all one note. Yeah. There's different, you know, people. Right. I think the native people in this in this movie they have they aren't like they they can be seen as savages but they're they're also shown to be smart and to be human and, and i'd well. say none more savage than everyone else exactly. we see in the movie mm-hmm. um and the you know they were the original hue glasses mm-hmm. i <laughs> if, love <laughs> if he wasn't a real person they never would have named a character hue glass hue glass what a name what a simple name yeah, it's a it's a film. I'm I'm being difficult. It, yeah, it's a film. <laughs> when I when I think about it, when I picture it, I'm just like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. I really liked seeing this in the theater. Me too. And I didn't get as much out of it this time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I'm, I was giving it a hard time about maybe saying it wasn't a film because I feel like films when I rewatch them, I get so much more out of them every single time Mm -hmm. like good films at least Mm -hmm. and i i do think this is good but i didn't i don't know it's it's a slog it's i mean they really after watching the movie i feel like i survived all that stuff like you survived it too it's rough (laughs) i don't know i really enjoyed it i've i i'm so like i was so sucked into the story and the relationship with his with his son and his wife and that whole backstory and like Mm. all the violence that was happening it's your kind of film definitely yeah (laughs) i guess yeah there was uh some some simple plots revenge last face of revenge um, violence in Star Wars, if they like cut up some fingers or something, <laughs> I would be into it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad like, you listened. <laughs> I'm glad you're a fan right? of movie, movie, <laughs> film, film. <laughs> yeah, yours are awesome. Have you ever considered tweeting us at moviefilmpod or emailing moviefilmpod at gmail.com? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, give us five star rating on iTunes. Yeah, give subscribe. you guys a five star. And uh, come back next week. Yeah, come back next week. <laughs> to movie. Movie. Film. Film. Wow. <laughs> that was so special.